Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Hey, welcome back to a Van D podcast. I'm super excited today because uh, I've got a super, super cool guy in front of me. Uh, named Jeff Herzina. He's the founder and president of Exit Big, a brokerage business firm in the Midwest, and uh, one of the one of the one of the best businessmen I have ever met. And I, I'm so excited that he was willing to come on and kind of share some of his thoughts about being a good business person. Uh, welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Van. Appreciate the compliments. Glad to be here. Well, I just I just want you to pay me whenever I speak highly of you. Bill okay. <laughs> so, you know, there's a million topics that we could talk about, Jeff, that I'd like your perspective on because I really like your business acumen. I like the way that you treat people. I like the way you treat your customers, your employees, your outlook on business. Uh, but today I want to keep it specific to planning for success. You know, there's a million ways you can call it goal setting um, and all kinds of other um, spin that people put on getting prepared to be successful. But, you know, I want to talk to you more about planning. And you know, the the saying that um, if you fail to plan, you're really planning to fail. And I want to tell you, when I heard that as a young man, uh, it stuck with me. And it really made me realize that, you know, i got to make a plan every day or I'm just going to go into go into the office blind. As a young man, how long ago was that? <laughs> About 500 <laughs> years ago. Okay, this podcast is over. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff just insulted me, and now my ego is in the toilet. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, I know that you, you get pretty fired up about your days. You're, you have a strategic way of doing business. You are one that does not go in the office and say, what do I do next? So just give, give us a little bit of a brief uh, about some of the things that you do that separate yourself from the pack. Okay. Well, the first thing I'll say is that I think different things work for different people. So I've found that, you know, something that works well for me. So one thing that, my, that we do at Exit Big is we implement traction program. So it's a book by Gino Wickman. And I have rocks for the quarter. And these are the three to five most important things. If I don't do anything else, you know, um, I need to get these rocks done. Um, you know, an example of one of them is to bring on a new listing is one of my rocks for this first quarter. So those are my North Star. Uh, other than that, I'm a guy that needs a plan. Like if I go in the office and, you know, what am I going to do? My days are really worthless. So I need a plan. So what I do is I have uh, something I implemented a couple years back called the salesjournal.co, and it's a daily planner. It I write down. I remember you showing me that a long time yeah. ago, and I, I see you brought it with yeah. you. It looks like you've got it pretty filled out. Well, I'm old school. I like writing things down. It's little. I carry it with me wherever I go. But I, wrote, I write down the most important things I need to do that day. It also has from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's my schedule. And so I fill this out the night before, I plan my day, and I find that when I do that, my days are way more productive. So, you know, again, following the traction thing for the quarter, and then this on a daily basis are two things that work really well for me. So what you've done is you've created a discipline. 
And the discipline is you write in this journal or whatever you're calling it. Um, what was that you call it? It's a planner. It's okay. a, journal, a daily journal. Okay. Uh, so, so you're writing in this journal. Are you writing in it the day before your business day or that morning or how far in advance are you preparing for that for a business day? The night before works best for me. However, if I have an activity or something going on um, while I'm having breakfast in the morning, I, I do it. But when I, and there's some times where I don't get it done and I go in the office and I do it, it's just not as effective. Yeah. You know, it takes me a couple, it might take me a couple hours before I really get rolling. So when you first started journaling and writing down your plan of action, um, was it was it hard to stay on track in the beginning or did you just, you know, start one day and you stayed with it every day? I had an aha moment when I found this book and I've actually referred it on to several people. You know, I'm a little ADHD all over the place, yeah. but if I stay in my lane and stay focused... Yeah. I'm really good. I, I like to say that I'm really good at a couple things. I'm average to poor at a long list. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> That's <laughs> so okay. I try to, you know, do the things I'm, I'm, I'm good at, which is good for me. What's the team. exact name of this book? So I can tell my audience, because so, if, if it, it's good for you, I'm sure it would be good for them. It's called the sales journal. Okay. Dot co. Okay. The sales journal. Dot co. Yeah. I've yeah. seen you carry it around. It's not huge. Like my daytimer that I carry around. We talk about being old fashioned, <laughs> but you know, we're all, and I know my audience is feel, feels this way too, is we're, you know, I get more and more people say, where do I start? How do I get started? And it's like anything, you know, you don't have to be great to get started at something, but you have to get started to be great at something. Right. So it's discipline. And if, if you've never taken the time to write down your plan of action for what you're going to do today or tomorrow, how are you going to know? You know, I think a plan of action gives you a track to run on. It, it, it makes it real when you can see it in writing. And, and you can't put that much pressure on yourself. Like I'm sure, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, there's things that you write down that you want to accomplish today that you're not going to get to. And it's, it's not bad to carry it over to the next day. Right. So one thing that I do is I cross them off the list. Yep. And if I have a couple left, you know, I might ask myself, why didn't I get it done? So there's an evaluation uh, that might take place. But mm -hmm. then I move it to the next day. And it's okay because, you know, my day is pretty crazy from start to finish, which is the way I like it. It's busy. It's high, it's high, it's high, high pace. And uh, I don't always get everything done that I want to get done. Well, you're dealing with individuals, Jeff, on the biggest ticket item of their life. They're selling their their businesses. I mean, they've worked their tail off their whole life building this company. And then here comes Jeff to sell it for them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're forcing people to go on the golf course. Um, but so planning, I mean, it, it's super, super Im Im important. I, I know... I'm big into do lists and I'd get a clipboard and this is how I've most of my life. I'd have a clipboard and I'd try to do the day before and I'd write down all these things I want to do where I failed was I put 25 items and I never got 25 items done. And then I heard if you start at the bottom of your to do list, you'll get more done. So I would start at the very bottom of my to do list and then I'd cross them off because it would be kind of like psychological to me that, hey, I didn't get the top five things done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I think a common mistake I see is, you know, one thing I try not to do is overload it. I can almost guarantee that every day something's going to take a little bit more time than it needed. And if I'm full, uh, it's like an appointment. If I set up an appointment, you know, two minutes apart and I got a five minute drive, I'm going to miss it. Exactly. The first three minutes. Right. So um, I think putting the right amount of plan each day or quarter, whatever it might be. And, you know, I think, and this is for people that want more. Obviously, people listening to this podcast um, are people that want more. They're not happy with just the status quo and going to work and making a paycheck. So I'm speaking to those people mostly, people that want the most they can possibly grab out of life. And I think one of the things that goes along with planning, and correct me if I'm wrong if you don't feel this way, but um, is we have to eliminate things, not just plan for new things, but we have to eliminate things that are not productive. Um, There's times that that I've seen on my calendar, I'm going to lunch with buddies, and it's like, man, I'm fired up. I'm in work mode. I'm going to be... I'm going to be the guy that calls and says, I can't make lunch because I want to continue, you know, being productive that day. Right. Have you ever done anything like that? Or are you, are you a real balanced individual? I mean, here's an example that, you know, I will almost never surf the internet during the day, during work hours. It's like, Oh, you know, let me go shop for some new pants. I just, I do it at night. Yeah, pants are overrated anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you might say that. Yeah. Um, I just, I I stay focused. And I don't plan, you know, friend lunches, you know, or, you know, go see my aunt uh, during the day. I'm a guy that needs to put on my work hat, and then I put on my pleasure hat later. Um, I I separate the two. So I don't, I don't browse around the internet, oh, what's going on on Facebook, and, you know, what did I miss? Um, I'm laser focused because... I need to be, because that's what works for Jeff. I'm not saying it works for everyone. That, that's what works best for me. I think the key is, Jeff, that you just said is focus. Um, it, it, that's the key. I mean, the key is if you can combine focus with a plan of action, um, you're going to get stuff done. Right. You just are. And, and eliminating distractions to me is huge. Um, you know, turning off your phone if you're in work mode. I'll give you an example today. I'm I'm sitting at my desk and I have a TV on the wall in front of me in my office and and I've got the I've got uh, CNBC on in the background and I'm working on a project and I start feeling like all this noise and I find myself more and more turning everything off. I mean even music just to stay focused on what I'm trying to do and I think everybody's probably different there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and especially for males we're not very good at doing two things at once. Yep. <laughs> if two people are talking to me at the same time, I hear none. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but no, I'm uh, the same way. I'm worthless at yeah. that. So, so, so planning for success. Um, do you like to make yearly goals and then divide them up into segments like quarterly, monthly, and then I want to. You know, I want to find out what you do, and I want to give you my take on what works for me. But what, what what works for you in planning out your year? Yeah, so good question, and that's what I like about the traction program. But at always at the end of the year, I take some time off, and I really evaluate the prior year. What did I do good? What could I have done better? What do I want to work on next year? But I, I kind of clear my head and do that. Then 
um, I set some marks for the year. But frankly, if I set a mark for the year and I start working, I'm going to forget about it. A year is way too far out for me. So, I, But I do spend some time setting some, some marks on it 12 months out, and then I break them down into quarters. And that's what I like about the, the, the rocks is it's three months. That works well for my brain. Um, I can stay focused. I look at them on a regular basis. So I break things up into a quarterly basis. Quarterly is best for me. But I, you know, this year I went and I, I set a number for Exit Big. And I also said that I'm going to have the most fun I've ever had in, in Exit Big so far. That's one of my goals for this year is to have fun because why not? And that's something you told me the other day. And I kind of smiled when you said it. You said that one of your goals was to make business fun. Right. To make your business fun. Yeah. So can you give me just a brief on how you're going to do that? Well, number one, if I'm doing things that I'm not good at, it's it's not fun. Yeah. And if I'm... Farm uh, it, it out. It's just not. So again, I try to stay in my lane. I pick the, th- the things that I'm good at. Uh, it's best for me. It's best for my team. It's best for my clients. And I just try to stay in those lanes. And then, uh, you know, the business is getting more exciting all the time. I mean, these are huge transactions in people's lifetime. They're affecting hundreds of families. And it's a huge obligation for us at Exit Big to get to participate in them. Uh, but we love it. Well, you do a fantastic job. I've talked to some people that have done business with you, and they really enjoy your strategy and how you care and the passion that you put in with each customer. And I just think it's cool the way you do business. So I was coaching a guy yesterday who happened to come to one of my seminars a year ago. And I was uh, at the seminar a year ago, I'm telling people how to effectively goal set. And it's funny, a year later, I'm sitting at his desk coaching him and he had the forms in front of him filled out that I gave him a year ago to goal set. And he had my belief and he, and he wanted to do the exact same thing. So I believe in planning, if you're going to do a year at a time, if it's a number goal, then you use a number goal. If it's a transaction goal, like you may say you want to sell 30 businesses this year, or there may be a numbers goal financially. Well, with this gentleman, his goal was to make 100000 this year. And I asked him, I said, how does that look for you and your family? What is that? He's got a wife and two kids. And he goes, oh, oh my gosh, if I can, if I can step up my game to hundred thousand, we're going to be able to do things that we didn't, we haven't done in the past. And I said, well, then let's, let's break it down and make it happen. So my mission in coaching this gentleman is I want him to, I want to get him to a hundred grand. And I know I will. And I know working together that we're going to get it done. But what we did is we broke down a hundred thousand dollars a year to monthly, uh, quarterly, which is 8,333. And then we broke it down monthly. And then we broke it down weekly. Now listen to this. We broke it down hourly, which is like a couple hundred bucks an hour if you want to make 100000 a year. And he goes, well, why are you breaking this down hourly? And I said, because everything you do affects your goal. So if you decide to go golfing today with people in your same industry, good possibility you're not going to do any business with them. Isn't that right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, so you probably don't want to take four hours because if you add up to your goal, that's almost a thousand bucks that you're going to miss your mark. Mm -hmm. And I said, so you want to break things down hourly at the very least. So you have the mindset that every hour counts. Right. 
And a lot of people, when they're setting goals, they can accomplish their dreams just by eliminating the distractions and the things that aren't getting them to where they want to go. Right. And we talked about not going to networking events that, you know, the primary focus is how many drinks are you going to have and how many, you know, uh, cocktail meatballs are you going to eat? In my case, I'd be close to 20. But... <laughs> You know, so in order to accomplish our goals, we have to take a look at our lives today and say, what can we eliminate to bring in more good things? Mm -hmm. I like that. And sometimes those numbers are overwhelming. Like, for example, I like to work out a minimum of four times a week, right? If my math's right. Work out at the gym. If if my math is right, 52 times four is 208. If I say I'm going to work out 208 times this year, that may be overwhelming for some people. It's overwhelming. You're right. But if I say, you know, uh, the first three days of the week, I'm going to get there twice. You know, I'm able to digest that, and it's not so overwhelming. So I like, you know, and and, and again in sales, and uh, and I, and I've been in sales really my whole life. It's a numbers game. Every hour counts. One every step day at counts. A time. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, you listen to these quarterbacks, you know, and I love listening to huddles, listening to when when quarterbacks are preaching to their team. I always like to see what are they going to do to motivate their guys. My favorite motivation to hear from these quarterbacks that are in the huddle getting those guys fired up is he tells them, I just need your best one play at a time. And it gives me chills because even though that's sports, that's who we are in business. We're just, we just, we don't need to be the best at what we do. We just need to be the best at what we do that day. Right. One day at a time. Yeah. Was that Brady? You talking about Brady? Um, I think all of them are like that. You know? <laughs> Why well, you want me to diss on no, Brady? I just think Brady's a winner. Yeah, I, I mean, think he is winner, too. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing more and more. You know, when they mic up these athletes, and a lot of the things they say, we utilize in our business world. I mean, we do. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. You want to accomplish your goal if it's a if if it's for an offensive lineman to put a defensive tackle on his back. There's no difference in business. We're going in there um, trying to accomplish our goal. Right. I mean, you hear the saying a lot in sports, leave it all out on the field. Yeah. That equates to daily living. Like, go do your best today. And if you can go home and look yourself in the mirror before you lay down to go to sleep and say, did I do my best? And the answer is yes. Give yourself a pat on the back, high five, and then go do it the next day. And then the next day and put a week together and put a month together and put a quarter together and then and then a year. And then the 208 workouts is really not that hard. Right. I love love that scenario. And, you know, people say if you shoot for the moon and you only land on the stars, you had a pretty darn good day. Yeah. Right. But, but you've got to be motivated. I think if you, you know, Jeff, you've probably listened to some of my earlier podcasts. And I always talk about how I used to put stick'em notes on my uh, post-it notes on my mirrors. And they said, don't come home unless you've been productive. Well, just seeing that gets me fired up. I got to go do something productive that day. Yeah. And if we're fortunate to have spouses or significant others that care, I want to be able to say what I did and what I did to contribute to our relationship. I think, I think going to work and not wanting to be your best is selfish. I think if you live in a cave and you have nobody that benefits you or, or you don't benefit anybody, then it's not okay, but that person is exempt. Right. But if you have people that are depending on you, your employer, your coworkers, your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your parents, people that care deeply about you, I think that you have an obligation 
to try to be the best you can be, or it affects everybody. Exactly. You know, Billy's Christmas present or, uh, you know, your staff. I mean, in our business, I mean, these people are trusting us to go sell the business that they may have built for 40 years. And are, you know, I'm not okay slacking and saying, you know, well, we did 80%, right? I mean, it just doesn't sit well with me. And that's why I love surrounding myself with people like yourself who learn and grow is, is, you know, important and who want to be better. Right. And that's, you got to surround yourself. If you surround yourself around like-minded people that care more than they're, they're supposed to, it's good. It's contagious. It that's is. why they say that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. If you spend time with people that don't care, guess what? You're not going to realize it, but you're not going to care either. You got to, if you, if you want more, like I said, it's not for everybody, but if you want more while you're in this form on this earth, you need to be around people that are like-minded, that are going to encourage you. At the very least, they're not going to detract um, from what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. You said something earlier about, you know, getting rid of things or bad habits or whatever. Eliminate. I mean, and, yep. and eliminate. That was the word you used. People, right? Bad I've humans. Had to, I've had to eliminate <laughs> um, some people in my life. And it wasn't the easiest decision in the world, but it was the best choice for yep. myself. And as a result, then I made space for better people for me to be around. And that's one thing that I've tried to do. You know, I might have was never the smartest guy in the room, but one thing I did is I paid attention to what successful people were doing. I got my notebook out. I wrote down notes. I paid attention. I asked questions. I wanted to learn because I wanted to learn from their experiences. Yeah. That it's, that is so true. And, and I feel the exact same, same way. And, um, not that we choose people to be in our lives that can benefit us, but we don't want people to be in our lives that are going to take away of what we're trying to do and be negative and not be encouraging, inspiring, or motivating. Right. You know, it's to me, it's all about experiences and rich experiences. And if, if the people you surround yourself with help you achieve those experiences, then, you know, that makes a lot more sense than me. I, I struggle being around people that complain. Poor me, yep. you know, my, this, this isn't fun, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, oh, yeah. right. I either try to help them. If they're resistant to the help. I say, you know what? You, you, you got to go. Yep. Yep. We're it's just not going to hang go. out. Yep. I, I'm on, we're, we're on the exact same page. So Jeff, um, in closing up here, I'm so grateful that you were on this podcast today. I know we could probably talk for a very, very long time. Um, tell my audience, Jeff, uh, people that want to buy a business or sell a business, how can they contact you at Exit Big? Got it. So uh, I made the website simple on purpose. It's exitbig.com. Oh, boy, E-X-I-T. that's creative. Even Van, this one's for you, Van, yeah. Um Again, we want to give people an exceptional experience through buying and selling a business. And if people don't know what their business is worth, they just want some help, I got into this industry because I really wanted to help other business owners. And uh, we're passionate. If you want to deal with someone that's passionate, it's us. And uh, we think we're fun, too. And you aren't the hard sell. That's one of the things I love about listening to you talk to your customers is that you're there to help them. but But you're not giving them the hard sell, like trying to push them to do something before they're ready. It's such an emotional process that there's no room in this business for for pushing people into, into sales. And uh, I would, you know, I've got, I've learned a lot about this industry and I would tell you that, you know, and I'm not going to, well, I am going to toot my own horn. 
If you ask people who spend an hour with me talking about planning their business and planning an exit, et cetera, uh, they'll walk away from that conversation with a nugget or two on how to make it better. I love that. So you are, you're giving value as often as you possibly can. Yep. But yep. your mission is to help people. And that's, it's not, you know, I've never once in all my years knowing you hear you talk about putting money in your pocket, but I hear you talk a lot about helping people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, and it's, you know what, man, it's super exciting that I finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. This is my calling. Like yeah. I, I have this gift. I'm sharing this gift with others that I've, I've been in their seat and uh, there's nothing I'd rather do. And Jeff Herzina, we all benefit because of your attitude. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you were on this podcast today. Um, hey, thanks, audience, for listening in. I hope you got some good nuggets from Jeff Herzina, founder and president of Exit Big. Thanks again, and stay motivated. Thanks for having me, Van. You betcha. A Parkville Media Production.